Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Innovative Dementia Care with your host, Susan Kohler, licensed and certified speech-language pathologist and author of How to Communicate with Alzheimer's, Susan Kohler is here to help you, the caregiver. Learn about the communication process and useful techniques that will create a meaningful connection with you and your loved ones. So now, welcome the host of Innovative Dementia Care, Susan Kohler. Hello, everyone. Thank you all for joining me today. Uh, I'm Susan Kohler. This is Innovative Dementia Care. You're listening on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Thank you again for joining me. I also want to make sure that we start each program each time we meet with reviewing a few things. So many of you ask me how to listen to programs again because there's a lot of information we cover in our hour together. And I just want to remind you that to listen to the archive programs, you go to Innovative Dementia Care on the BBM Global Network uh, page. You'll see my picture in the icon, click on that, and then you'll see where it says read more. You click on that icon, and that's at the bottom of that page. So you click on that, and then you be, you'll be able to look at all of the archive shows. And they have a little bit of just a brief summary of what's covered in each show, so it'll give you an idea of what you'll be listening to again. And also, I always make sure people know uh, about my own website, susankohler.com where you can learn a little more about the dementia programs, the workshops that I do, what I teach, what I, uh, where, where I might be speaking next or where I might be giving a workshop on the calendar, and that's across the country. And that's at susankohler.com. When you go to that page, you click on the icon of the book, and the book is called How to Communicate with Alzheimer's. And when you click on that, you learn more about uh, all of the things I'm involved with in our elder care world. And so I want to make sure that we get that out of the way before we get started, because I always uh, want to review the communication strategies I, I talk about and then get into a little more specifics based on some feedback from 
all of you who are listening and some actual uh, uh, scenarios that you all have been involved with and how things have improved when you're aware of the communication process that goes on between two people. So therefore, with someone whose communication is impaired, how much more it is, it's so important for you to be focused and to understand the process so that you can make the adjustments that you can help that person in your care. So many of you have also said that you enjoy the book because the book is a good companion to the radio program and, and that, you know, that the, the radio program is a good companion to the book. I'll try to keep you alerted to any specific pages we may be working from as we have this time together today. So all of those little uh, um, needed uh, reviews to go through, a little bit of uh, shop work there, kind of get that out of the way. And I want to, again, welcome you and I really want to make sure you understand this is dementia care in a way that usually is not always in focus. There's things we talk about in caring for someone. There's things we want to do. There's things we have to have them involved in. But for me, the basis of anything you do with someone in your care, the foundation has got to be communication. That's why I say welcome to this revolution. I want us to think more about that communication, that connection, that engagement. This is uh, a program that puts at the forefront of dementia care how to use good communication practices when you are caring for someone living with dementia. To me, that you have to start with that. If you don't have that, you, you, you are not aware of what's going on really for that person in terms of understanding what their needs are at that moment. They may or may not be able to tell you what's going on. And so if you can think about trying to always put yourself forward to create that connection with someone using good communication practices. Think about this. You're going to get safety and cooperation with care. Dementia impairs thought and mental abilities, and that impairs communication. So a person may not be able to tell you how they feel, what they're experiencing, and their environment can often become overwhelming, and they'll start to act out whether it's verbal or nonverbal. This becomes a challenge for you then. You're going to react. But if you're aware of what's going on in the communication process, it's going to be easier to start to use strategies and techniques that are going to help you determine the unmet needs at that particular moment for that person who's living with dementia. So you're going to start to learn as a caregiver, how do you discover what they're trying to tell you? And how does that help then inform you of what you want to do with that person and how you can proceed with your task at hand? Your task at hand might be getting them dressed, getting them to take medication, getting them in the car for an appointment to go to the doctors, getting them to eat their meals, having time to just sit with them, trying to, uh, you know, whatever behaviors are arising, how do we then engage them to make them feel safe and then be attentive with us so that we can keep them safe in their environment? This will 
will be used all day long. And if you practice it, which is why I review them real quick, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a way just to summarize them again, every program, I quickly go through them so that you are remembering that this needs to stay at the front of your attention for you when you are approaching someone. In fact, you should use these communication practices all day long. You'll see that they work with everyone. You'll see that we aren't really connecting. We aren't really listening. We are jumping in on people. We aren't looking at them, listening with our eyes and ears. So all of this, this, this focus on communication is, a, is just something I think everyone needs all day long. So remember, if you use good communication practices, you're going to be able to create what my colleagues and I call the emotional connection that will create security and acceptance in your efforts in caregiving. You know, it's well documented. I I know I've mentioned this before. It's well documented in the literature that caregivers report that the biggest burden of care for someone who's living with dementia is that breakdown in communication. So doesn't it make sense then that we need to facilitate the communication between us, the caregiver, and then the person that's in our care? It's easy to get caught up and trapped into just reacting To stand and be present with someone, pay attention, is the first thing we have to do. That's the first thing we want to do in terms of reaching out to someone. And that is a communication strategy. We're going to review all nine in just a moment. And then when we do that, I'm going to spend a little more time on the last strategy, which has to do with helping to de-escalate behaviors that might start to Uh, become a little difficult and how we troubleshoot that. So that's going to be the focus for today. But before we take a break, I want to remind you, we spent uh, a couple of months ago, we spent a whole uh, program on remembering how to breathe because as caregivers and no matter what we're doing during the day, we want to breathe. And we just mentioned how easy it was just to try to sit there and be aware of your inhalation and your exhalation. So we're going to take a quick break, come back and review the strategies very, very briefly. And while we take that quick break, I want you to breathe in and breathe out. And just do that for our break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. If you're a person caring for someone living with dementia, then this program is for you. 
It's designed for families and friends coping with the challenges of caregiving. The foundation of care, Susan Kohler believes, is communication. Innovative Dementia Care with Susan Kohler provides strategies to keep the lines of communication open between you and your loved one, increase quality interactions, decrease the burden of daily care for you, the caregiver. Join Susan, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network. Susan and her guests will share techniques so you can facilitate your loved one's ability to safely follow your instructions, participate in daily activities, and express daily wants and desires. To learn positive solutions, creative ideas, and practical strategies that will build a healthy foundation of care. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is Susan Kohler. This is Innovative Dementia Care on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back. I did a quick little kind of summary, a little bit of uh, busy work there to remind you of where to go to the website and about the book on SusanKohler.com. It's SusanKohler, K-O-H-L-E-R.com, and the archive shows on the BBM Global Network. Uh, .com page. Uh, I want to make sure that we just briefly go over the nine strategies, kind of like in a summary. Those of you who have the book, you will find the little list of these summaries on page 63. It's a, a good idea to just have that open while you think about, am I using these strategies? Am I, am I aware of how, they're, how that's impacting the, the connection and the communication with someone in my care? Did I find it useful when I was standing in line to get my latte in the morning? Anything you can think of throughout your day. So just sit quietly and listen Keep breathing, as I asked you to do during the break. But let's just remember that the first strategy, which I always spend more time on, is called get their attention. One of the things about get their attention, people tell me the minute they start to use what they've been trained to do for get their attention, they see things change immediately. They see what happens. They are able to then figure out how to connect with that person which in turn gives safety and cooperation with care, which is the biggest problem that people talk about, that they, they have this breakdown in communication, they don't uh, connect, they, they, you know, the person in your care can't communicate with the speed and efficacy that they did before this disease process took place. It's very, very challenging. So if we are the facilitators, if we watch what we're doing, we can help create that. And we do that first off by getting their attention. It's the duty of the frontal lobe to be there present in, in, in the environment. This is what we do to take in information, to look around us, to sort out what's happening, and then make a decision on how to respond. So in a process like dementia, this is very vulnerable. The function of that frontal lobe becomes damaged in addition to other areas of the brain, but particularly with this frontal lobe where someone has to be able to pay attention in order to respond. So we have to help facilitate how they can pay attention with you, how they can then look at you, process you, and then make a response with you. This is, you know, this isn't just one person. This is a two-way communication. This is a two-way street. We want to keep those lines of communication open. We want to facilitate it. Get their attention is the first thing you do when you approach someone. You greet them. 
That's always technique number one. Whether it's good morning or even if you had already been there and you, you, you walk away, you come back, you can say I'm back or you can say their name again. You do some kind of overture. And then you make sure technique number two, you're in front. You have to be in front of them. Don't start your encounter off to the side where they can't start processing you. Remember, we're also dealing with people who are a little older. Their hearing and vision may not be as good. So it's very important to be directly in front. Strategy number three, make eye contact. Look at them. Don't look away. Don't don't be distracted by something else. You know, it's it's easy to get distracted. We all get distracted. They will get distracted. So make eye contact because then you'll be able to have a good idea Look at them, see them, hear them, but where they're coming from. So you make eye contact. Number four, you wait. This is the hardest thing for everybody to do. This is what they tell me, and I get that. We kind of get in a a mode where we've got to get things done, and we'll go too quickly where someone hasn't had time to process us and make a response. If you wait, then you'll also be able to see more that's going on non-verbally, you know, behaviorally. You'll see in their eyes if you've got that connection. So wait, don't rush your encounter, wait. So that's technique number four. And technique number five, that frontal lobe, in order for someone to pay attention to you, is gonna, that attention is gonna fade, it's going to, um, they're gonna get distracted, you're gonna find, you're gonna lose that connection. It's all part of the frontal lobe. You simply go back and redirect again. Start with some nice things, say their name, perhaps reach out and touch them gently. Make sure you adjust yourself that you're still in front. Look at them. Make eye contact. Wait. You just kind of go over these things again. These things will always, if you practice them, they'll always be in play with you. You'll always find you're using some part of this first strategy. Get their attention. You'll find that that will always be available to you. And when we get to the troubleshooting uh, section, you'll see where the first thing you do is go back and reestablish the connection because you've probably lost it when you've got things happening that aren't desirable for you. And we have to remember, we have to think about where they're coming from. We have to start to be where, where their reality is and give them time to connect again. So you go right back to strategy number one, get their attention. So remember, get their attention. I always review that. I believe it's the most important. If, if I had to put a number on it, 50% of what you need to connect and have safe cooperation is going to be when you get that first strategy. Really, really fine-tuned. And you've got some, you're very aware of what's going on and when you make the connection and when perhaps you need to renew it and what you need to to do in order to, to make that connection happen and keep it. I also tell people that as the disease uh, takes its course and it, it's not a reversible disease, any kind of one of the Alzheimer's or any of the related dementia or you know a lot of issues that impair cognition which impair communication, you're gonna have to make adjustments day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, uh, because things will change, you know, and things will uh, deteriorate a little more. So you've got to be aware of what's happening when you're making that connection, how you keep it going, and you're going to find nuances that you will shift and change from time to time that help you keep that strength of the connection, even though you're making adjustments. And if you know the communication strategies, 
You just will be able to use a little more of this one, watch this one, go back to number one. All of these things will become your ability that you'll you'll be uh, owning your skills. You'll have at your disposal a toolkit, and they're full of these strategies in order to make safe connection. We need to take another quick break. Uh, that was strategy number one. I'm going to just go through the other uh, strategies very quickly and get into our last strategy, which uh, we spent. We need to spend a little more time on today. Based on your emails, I'd like to answer a lot of uh, a lot of those and and let you know how that uh, conversation is going, which I really appreciate. Please email me, Susan at susankohler.com. Susan at susankohler.com. So keep those emails coming. But we'll need to take another short break. I'm Susan Kohler. This is Innovative Dementia Care on BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Keep breathing. Inhale, exhale while we take another short break. We'll be right back. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com. And for astrology consulting, visit AstrologyConsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them, often in a single session. Like it was almost instant, like I had relief right away. Creating better health, relationships, careers, and finances. Let Shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness. Definitely something's happening. Uh, it's like a, a flow inside. Yeah, it feels good. Whether in person or online, Shiraz provides personal coaching, belief shifting. Visit Shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Hey, everyone, we're back. I'm Susan Kohler. This is Innovative Dementia Care on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. I hope all of you were just taking the moment in the break to just breathe, inhale and exhale. It's such an important uh, component to our lifestyle these days is to find ways to relax. So I would like to hear from you if we need to spend a little more time on relaxation techniques. We did start with a breathing, a simple breathing strategy, which has been helpful, uh, as you all have mentioned. And uh, But it takes practice and it takes time to always be reminded of doing it. So uh, hopefully today during our breaks, I can 
give that little gentle reminder. All right, we went through strategy number one, get their attention, which I said is so important because you must have that connection first and you must be aware of having that connection and if you lose it or if something changes or something becomes distracting or if you're not able to get it, what you should do. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit more of the troubleshooting section. But remember, strategy number one is the most important. So that's strategy number one. Make sure that you get the connection made by getting their attention. You warm up the function of the frontal lobe to be able to process the environment and that person to be able to feel safe and secure. So strategy number two, this one goes so nicely with strategy number one. But whenever you approach someone, you always speak in a calm tone of voice. You don't have to speak loudly. You don't have to uh, over you know, over enunciate. You can emphasize a word here and there, but basically, watch the manner of your voice. Even if someone's a little hard of hearing, you don't need to shout. Just need to make sure you're in a quiet space where they're able to hear you better. You can always direct your voice to a better ear. But if you are in front and working on making that connection, strategy number one: get their attention. A calmness in your voice will also dictate how your body language is, which is calm and soothing. And that will make that person feel calm and soothing, and they'll be able to attend with you, to participate with you. They will feel comfortable, and that's what we want to do. Uh, I've had instances where I've simply had to go back and regroup because I've started something, an encounter with someone, or I'm teaching someone, a family member, and things start to get noisy, whether it's in our control or not. Maybe something happens to distract somebody, or maybe someone comes in the room, or something happens outside of a room if this is, you know, particularly at, say, a facility. Uh, I simply will stop, make some kind of nice overture that, that we're going to take a little pause, and I'm going to wait until I can make that environment easier for everyone, whether it means removing them or simply coming back at a later time. So that I can project that calmness and let that person feel me as well. They will pick up on your energies. So I want you to be aware of how your voice will influence someone's behavior. Speak in a calm tone of voice. Strategy number three, watch your language. I love this. Think about this. It's so important to say positive things. When you use negative uh statements or criticism or confronting someone or pointing out when they're wrong. This is this isn't going to help. This everyone feels much better when they're affirmed, when they get a positive uh um response from their environment, which is you, uh, that includes you. You've got to be aware of your language. You've got to use simple, short positive statements. Think about that. Where can you continue to put in something that's affirming, simple, short, positive? It can be concrete. It can just be good job or that's great. It can be something as simple as that throughout your encounter, which will keep them open and receptive to what is happening, what you are doing with someone. And even words like thank you, words like it's okay, Words like, I'm here, 
all of these are positive and affirming statements besides what they might be doing with you that they're cooperating well. Uh, You can find a way to comment on that and make them feel good. I guarantee you, if you do this, really watch your language. Our our thoughts tend to be very negative. So we have to, that's why I say watch your language. I want you to be aware of what you're saying and how you're saying it. Again, speak in a calm tone of voice. You'll find you get more smiles from someone because to be affirmed feels good. And everybody wants to feel successful and good, particularly if they are trying to communicate with you, if they are trying to participate with you. People want to be affirmed. So remember to watch your language. All right. Strategy number four is use yes, no questions. I think that yes, no questions, or what I call two choice questions, I think these are very important. You have to think about a way to phrase something to someone that will give them the opportunity to answer and be successful communicating with you. So using a yes-no question or a two-choice, for example, would you like something to drink? That answer can be yes or no. And if they do say yes, if you say something like, what would you like? To me, that's a little too open-ended. I know there are certain schools who think that you should ask questions like that. But I think you make it easy all the time. I think you always put your most positive foot forward, so to speak, when you're trying to communicate. And I would, therefore, uh, be more inclined to say, if they said, yes, they want a drink, I'd say, would you like coffee or tea? If you know that person, you know the things they like to drink, perhaps, and just give them two choices, and they will say one of those, and or they will nod their head to one of those. If, if you don't get a, a verbal response, you can say, would you like tea? You'll get a yes or a no. I've been working with a, a particular woman who is uh, limited in her verbal communication uh, due to her particular condition. And in order to help her and train her caregivers and the staff that is with her for feeding her, we we give her the option of what she'd like to eat first or what she needs at that next perhaps bite. Uh, get her attention, as I say, using a calm voice, being positive. And we wait for her yes, no, if we're continuing or if we are Uh, doing uh, perhaps she's ready for, let's say, that morning cup of coffee. She has a particular way that you also have to wait. She will nod her head one way or the other. And this way we get a great full cooperation with meals and much better intake in terms of percent. And safely, she eats very, very well. So just that little strategy makes a big difference in working with this particular person. All right, that's strategy number four that you want to use yes, no questions or two choice questions. All right, I need you to continue breathing. Inhale and exhale because we're going to take another short break. So start breathing. This is Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Stay with us. We're going to come right back. 
Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins, reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. WikiWags brings harmony back into your home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Jangula has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a 7-inch logo strip for adjustability. So they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. To order your WikiWags, visit wikiwags.com, or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit mywikiwags.com and start enjoying having man's best friend around. Hey, everyone, we're back. I hope you've been breathing over this last break. I'm Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We have been reviewing the strategies. Uh, this has been always so helpful, as many of you have emailed me, just to hear them again. And while you're listening to me talk about them, think about how you're using them in your daily routine with the person in your care or even daily uh, uh, chores that you're doing, going to the bank, being in line for your coffee, if you have any interactions with your coworkers or whatever you're doing, with a friend, having coffee, be aware of the communication, connection, what's happening and how we relate to one another, how we are present. To use good communication practices creates the emotional communication, the emotional connection we have with other human beings this, to me, is an interaction of the human spirit, and I believe we're here on this planet to make meaningful connections with one another. So this is important that we're aware of this no matter who we are, what we do, where we are. I think in our world today, we're lacking that ability to sit down with people and really spend time. Uh, it happens on all levels. It, it, all of us need to be aware and use good communication practices. So however this helps you in anything you do, I offer it out to you. So very quickly, we talked about get their attention. The first strategy being the most important, spend time to make that connection solid. Be aware when you need to redirect it, regroup, etc. Speak in a calm tone of voice. Watch your language. Being very positive is very important. And use yes, no questions. 
those are easier to answer, the two-choice questions, the two-choice prompting. It helps a person feel successful in communicating with you, and it lets them do, it gives them some autonomy. of They like uh, to be, you know, have some say in what they're doing. They appreciate deep down inside that connection and that ability to be with you. Strategy number five is repeat, rephrase, and repair. This is just a way to say something back to them which signals that you heard them, you want to affirm them, you might repeat exactly what they said, uh, you might rephrase it a little bit, or you might repair it. If there's something incorrect about the statement, you don't always necessarily have to uh, you certainly wouldn't want to point out something wrong. You don't want to make the you want to make the person feel good about trying to communicate with you. So you want to affirm them in a positive way. So you may repeat a statement with repairing something that was not quite right, whether it was the way they said it or the name of somebody or or any kind of uh, marker in their expression. Think about how you might rephrase something, repair it. So it again, it keeps the lines of communication open. It keeps that positive nature and and affirming way of being present with someone and helping them throughout their day. Strategy number six. Again, we're on page 63. Just going through the list here real quick to remind you of these things we've talked about at length in other programs. Strategy number six is to orient and reorient frequently. It it doesn't mean that you quiz them on the date. It doesn't mean that they have to tell you exactly what the day and date is and what's going on. It just means that you are letting them know what's going on and you are uh, responding to them at this time, letting them feel comfortable with what's going on, which means you orient them to what you're doing there, what's about to happen. Perhaps what day it is, that might be something important. If it's a special day, you might be bringing that into your conversation, into your interaction. So when you orient someone and you're using strategy number one and all the other strategies we talked about, you've got the connection. That's good. You've got them with you. They, they're going to feel comfortable now with what's about to take place. Again, remember, they might. they might lose their attention with you. They might get distracted or that attention will fade. So that's when you've got to then reorient. That's why the strategy is oriented, reorient. That's why I talk about when you get their attention, you sometimes have to direct and then redirect it. So think about that. This is a situation between two people. And if you're right there present with them, you're going to be able to read when it's time to reorient. A great example of this is a woman who was a nurse at the at the VA and she came up to take someone's blood pressure. She took that blood pressure cuff in her hand and then she went to reach for his arm so she could put that around his arm. And he pulled it right back and he was not going to have anything to do with her. And she thought that she had approached him nicely. She thought, you know, everything was okay, but she wasn't using, again, that first strategy and looking at helping him understand what was going on, which is orienting and reorienting. So when she had taken one of my workshops, she realized what was happening in that scenario. And when she went back to that gentleman, she sat down with him. She talked to him. 
In other words, she got the attention and made the connection. She used a calm voice. She was using good strategies with positive language and yes, no questions. Because once she got to feeling that she had the connection, she had him feeling comfortable. She looked at him and said, may I take your blood pressure? And he reached out his arm and said, yes, you may. So she said then, she started to keep him oriented. I am going to just wrap this around and you're going to feel it get a little tight on your arm. She just kept him oriented as to what's going on. He felt very comfortable. And she said that their response together now, because she's practiced that with him, these strategies, comes in it's pretty efficient when she you know she's he he recognizes her now she's familiar he knows what pretty much she will probably be doing and she will still however go through the strategies we just talked about so remember you've got to orient and reorient frequently we are going to tap into two more strategies strategy seven which is touch Strategy number eight is about listening, and then we're going to spend a little more time on the last strategy, which is number nine. It's called don't argue. It's going to help you understand what happens when things get confrontive and how that's not going to help your situation and how we can troubleshoot out of that. So it's time to go back to your breathing because it's time to do a short break. I'm Susan Kohler. You're listening to Innovative Dementia Care. We're on BBM, Global Network, and TuneIn Radio. Stay with us. Psychologist, master certified coach, and CEO of the executive and organizational development firm True North Leadership, Dr. Relly Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. He is the author of Leader's Playbook and Leading with Emotional Intelligence that lays out tips and tools for effective leadership. Dr. Nadler has designed multi day executive boot camps for high achievers in Fortune 500 companies and has coached CEOs, presidents and their staff and developed and delivered innovative leadership programs for such organizations as Anheuser-Busch, BMW, MCI, EDS, DreamWorks Animation, the U.S. Navy and Vanguard Health Systems. To learn more and get your free iPhone app highlighting his tools with videos, leadership keys, visit www.truenorthleadership.com today. you're a person caring for someone living with dementia, then this program is for you. It's designed for families and friends coping with the challenges of caregiving. The foundation of care, Susan Kohler believes, is communication. Innovative Dementia Care with Susan Kohler provides strategies to keep the lines of communication open between you and your loved one, increase quality interactions, decrease the burden of daily care for you, the caregiver. Join Susan, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network. Susan and her guests will share techniques so you can facilitate your loved one's ability to safely follow your instructions, participate in daily activities, and express daily wants and desires. To learn positive solutions, creative ideas, and practical strategies that will build a healthy foundation of care. Hey, everyone, we're back. I hope you took that opportunity to do some more breathing uh, just to reinforce this habit we'd like to be able to tap right into anytime we need it, breathing. Uh, I'm Susan Kohler. 
This is Innovative Dementia Care. You're listening on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. We have been reviewing the strategies. They're so important that you keep them in the forefront of your attention when you're working with anyone, particularly someone whose communication is impaired. And perhaps in this this particular time of society with all of our distractions on our Uh, mobile devices and the internet and the computers, we don't pay attention well. So we need to look at how we communicate with one another. We need to reinforce that. And we need to have interactions. We're not in vacuums. We're human beings. We have to inner, we have to relate. We are interconnected. So this is reinforcing that which you'll see if you just pay attention to these strategies, start using them. It changes everything on how you interact with people. So remember Strategy number one, to take that time to get, quote, get their attention, which is making the connection. And then using a calm voice, watching your language to keep it positive. Use yes, no questions. You repeat things, you rephrase them, you you repair them, you make things positive in a sense that you respond to someone saying, I hear you and I'm here. And then you orient and reorient frequently. And you just do that as often as you need to. Uh, Everybody needs a little uh, opportunity to be present. And when we are comfortable with what's about to happen, things are spontaneous at times in life, but they can't be 100% spontaneous. We need a little security. And people who are living with dementia really need that security. So being aware, being aware of what's happening with the communication process. So that's why orient and reorient frequently is going to be so helpful. So strategy number seven is touch. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but touch is very reassuring. It says, I love you. It provides an opportunity to kind of redirect the attention, reorient. It, it will give that person time to process you again because that if it's a gentle touch, now it's a relationship you have with someone, you have to know how much, you know, how, what is beneficial about a touch. Someone who's very, very close to you and very easily hugged, that's fine. But a lot of times it's just a gentle pat. And sometimes if it's not touching that person per se, it might be right near them. It's a gentle touch. And they'll be aware of, again, your body. If your voice is calm, then your body language is calm. So then touch becomes part of that. So just be aware that touch is a strategy. And then number eight, we've spent a lot of time starting to explore and unpack strategy number eight, which is learn to be a good listener. Stop and listen first. We tend to, even in our own interactions with friends and people and coworkers and watch things that go on on the news, people don't even stop and listen before they're jumping in on someone and and, ans- and trying to either change it or it's only their agenda they're, that they're pursuing. We've got to learn how to be a good listener. And so when we're working with someone who has limited communication skills, Listening on our end becomes so important. When you really listen, if someone's trying to respond, if someone is responding, you simply validate them. You tell them they're important. You tell them you hear them. You tell them, I love you. You tell them, I'm here. Everything's okay. 
and I will be right here with you. All of these things just feel right when you stop and listen. The other person, again, you're going to stay calm. And anytime you do respond, you and your body are going to stay calm. You're going to be affirming in your responses. This is all part of the give and take of communicating. What happens so often is that, one, we rush things. We don't wait for that person to respond. People with a dementia process or something related to that that's going to impair communication, remember the frontal lobe has that damage. It's going to take more time to process and more time to respond. So you have to slow down. Waiting helps you learn to listen. And you listen with your eyes as well as your ears. You can see perhaps if you're getting a connection. You can see if perhaps you've lost the connection by what they're saying or doing. How important is that at that moment? Do you need to redirect it to what you have to do? Or can you stop and pause and let them just be who they are for a little bit? Go right where they are and affirm that. If you practice listening, practice listening. And some of you may be sitting there thinking, I think I listen. I'm happy you think that, but I also challenge you to really sit down next time when you think you are listening. Are you still figuring out what your next, you know, your agenda? Are you still figuring out what you want to say and when you can jump in? Think about how can you really stop and be present with someone to really listen to what they're saying and hear them. It won't be so much in, in just the words, if there are words or the utterances, it will be nonverbal as well. Where do you go then? What are they telling me? They're giving me a big signal on something that I need to pay attention to. So practicing, learn to be a good listener, is something I charge you with every day and every opportunity you get all throughout your day. See where you're really stopping to listen. Best thing to do when someone's talking to you, for example, put your hands down and just relax your body for a second. It'll stop you from having that drive to jump in. It'll stop you from maybe misinterpreting them because you'll be listening better. And it'll give you an opportunity to validate that person. And that person will start modeling what you're doing. If you stop and listen to them, I guarantee you, they'll stop and do the same thing. Their hands will go down. They'll sit back in their chair and they'll listen to you. It's really interesting. We want to be present with each other deep down inside. So we've got to watch how we're communicating. And listening is so critical. Okay, that's strategy number eight. We're going to tap into don't argue. That's strategy number nine. Strategy number nine is... I phrase it that way because it's the quickest way to get to what this strategy is about. You can't confront somebody. If you get into some kind of, quote, argument, nothing is gained by arguing. And if you have someone who is living with dementia or some kind of related process like 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 a dementia, any of the related issues, any of the related conditions that impair their thought and communication. You probably aren't going to win if you're going to insist on something, insist on your agenda, insist on what you need to do. You're going to have to be flexible, and that's what Strategy 9 is going to help you with. All right, so while you think about that, breathe, inhale and exhale. We're going to take another short break. I'm Susan Kohler. This is Innovative Dementia Care. 
coming to you from BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. Keep breathing and we'll be right back. French Rastafarian baker Chef Hugues Mott is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Sheikh Uvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling extensively and combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ugmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.frenchchefoug.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon appétit and bless up. My Dreams, My Challenges, and Joys is an inspiring book by author Linda Genazzo. This real-life account of raising a child with autism from birth to adulthood takes you on a journey of compassion, love, and hope as it tells the incredible story of a devoted family and their beloved daughter. Together, they faced adversity and never stopped believing they would find the help they were seeking. A breast cancer survivor, Linda Genazzo has a giving heart. With a background in social work with the mentally ill and the homeless, Linda continues to help families in her community. And her book, My Dreams, My Challenges and Joys, brings greater awareness to autism and those families in need. To purchase your copy, visit www.lindagenazzo.com. It's also available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Don't delay. Get your copy today. Hey, everyone, we're back. I hope you spent the time breathing, relaxing, seeing how your breath can help you with just the body, the calmness, the ease you want. And particularly remember strategy number two, using a calm tone of voice also manifests a calm body and vice versa. A calm body will be reflected in your voice. So we have quickly gone over the nine strategies, we're still talking about strategy number nine, which I call don't argue. Strategy number one, getting someone's attention because of the damage to the frontal lobe with dementia and related conditions, giving that person time to process you in the environment and feel safe and what things you look for that signal that connection. We also talked about using a calm tone of voice, watch your language, which is using positive statements, using yes, no questions or two choice questions, using the strategy to repeat, rephrase, and repair so that you affirm what they're trying to tell you, orienting and reorienting frequently to keep them aware in their environment of what's happening, that you are there present to be there for them. And then using touch, how that becomes a strategy. We talked about strategy number eight, which we have done a lot of discussion on in previous uh, programs. Please check the archives for that if you want to hear more in detail listening, learning to be a good listener. And what we talked about just previously was how to make sure that you're doing that all day long. It's so good to practice listening. If you do it, you'll learn so much more about your environment and how you also come across to someone and how then you can respond to them. It's critical in dementia care and it's 
I think is just as critical in our interpersonal relationships and all of the interactions we have throughout the day. So remember to learn to be a good listener. Practice, practice, practice. Okay. And then we started talking about don't argue. Because nothing is gained from arguing, nothing is gained from confronting. We have to be flexible and see where that person uh, uh, is, you know, is coming from, what they're trying to tell us, how they're feeling about the moment, and we may have to change our agenda. Sometimes with behaviors, because a lot of times I train with family caregivers, and they'll give me comments like he's being stubborn or she's being stubborn. She's trying to get back at me because maybe they're a daughter or a son of this particular person in their care. And I don't really think that's what's going on. Chance, chances are their it's their behavior is a manifestation of their deteriorating communication abilities. They can't really tell you how they feel, or at least they want to tell you how they feel, but they're not effective and they'll fail. And they become frustrated and they make mistakes. And if we aren't aware of what they're trying to say to us verbally, nonverbally, everything about the environment, the day, the time of day, all these things we'll learn about this person using good communication techniques with our care, they they will try to cover things up. They will try to, you know, react in that moment and they will let you know that they can't handle what's going on. So we don't want to insist on our agenda. We don't want to confront. We don't want to argue. That's what I want to bring up. And we will continue this discussion with some specific uh, uh, situations that have happened from your your particular emails and, and some of my workshops where people have, have uh, relayed to me how that conference, how it's so easy to get in that hook, to be hooked into you know, reacting, reacting to something. Whereas once they start to use the strategies and they're more aware of how they're coming across and what that person may be trying to tell them that something is not right, what are those things they look for and how do they make that environment safe? So we're going to pick it up at that point next time we meet. Remember everyone, what keeps people vital is the emotional communication they have with other human beings because communication is essential to living. We need that. We reach out to others for our basic needs, comforts, desires, and information. And if that ability becomes impaired, confusion can overwhelm a person. Now, the need to reach out and communicate doesn't diminish just because someone has dementia. We can help reach out and facilitate someone, be present with them, and have success in caregiving. I'm Susan Kohler. This is Innovative Dementia Care. We're on BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Keep breathing all week, and we'll see you next time we're together. You have been listening to Innovative Dementia Care with your host, Susan Kohler. For creative activities, solutions, and sensible strategies to help caregivers build a healthy foundation of care for your loved ones. Listen each week right here on Susan Kohler's Innovative Dementia Care. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.